Evening Edition is brought to you this week by Audible, where you can find more than 100,000 audiobooks just to download away. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash ee to start your free 30-day trial and download a free audiobook of your choice. We think Evening Edition listeners might enjoy Love, Dishonor, Mary Die, Cherish, Perish, David Rakoff's poetic final novel. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash ee today to begin your free trial. Welcome to Evening Edition for Wednesday, July 24th. Here are some of today's headlines. Egyptian military leaders call on citizens to give the army a mandate to govern. The Red Cross highlights the growing humanitarian crisis in Syria. The House rejects an amendment to limit NSA surveillance. Clashes between police forces and armed gang members in western Mexico leave nearly two dozen dead and a federal judge suspends the initial challenges to Detroit's bankruptcy filing. Abdul Fattah al-Sisi is the commander-in-chief of Egypt's military, who led the ouster of the Egyptian president, Mohamed Morsi, on July 3rd. Now al-Sisi has asked Egyptian citizens to take to the streets and give the army a mandate to put an end to the unrest. He said that he was not, quote, advocating for violence or terrorism. I call on all political powers to join the efforts for national reconciliations, end quote. Morsi's party, the Muslim Brotherhood, boycotted the first round of national reconciliation talks, chaired today by interim president Adli Mansour. Meanwhile, Egypt's chief prosecutor issued warrants for the arrest of seven senior Muslim Brotherhood figures. The Muslim Brotherhood issued a statement calling al-Sisi's speech and the crackdown on the group's leadership a, quote, announcement of civil war, end quote. According to the Red Cross, Syrian authorities are not allowing humanitarian assistance into Homs, Syria's third largest city. For the past month, Homs has been the target of a sustained air assault and shelling by government forces, leaving thousands of civilians trapped and in dire need of food and medical supplies. Under international law, warring parties are obligated to allow humanitarian relief groups access to the wounded, but of course, this doesn't always happen. The Red Cross has been trying to get into the city for the past three weeks. In the northern province of Aleppo, the Syrian Red Crescent has managed to establish a program called Food for Freedom. Under the agreement, rebels release captured regime soldiers, while the surrounding army allows food and humanitarian aid into the city. Today, the House of Representatives voted on an amendment to the Defense Appropriations Bill that would have limited the reach of the National Security Agency. Republican Congressman Justin Amash introduced the amendment, saying, quote, My amendment blocks funding of the NSA's collection of personal data if that data does not pertain to a person under investigation, end quote. The White House urged Congress to reject the amendment, saying it would dismantle a vital tool in preventing terrorist attacks. In an extremely close vote, the amendment failed. Regardless of the outcome, it would have been unlikely to pass the Senate, and a veto from President Obama was nearly certain. Battles between armed criminal gangs and police officers in Mexico's western Michoacan state have left at least 22 dead. Gunfire erupted after gang members blocked roads and ambushed a police patrol, killing two officers. The region has been a hotspot for violence in recent months, fueled by conflicts between rival drug gangs and local and government forces. On Monday, hundreds of residents of Los Reyes staged a protest against the Knights Templar, 
the region's most powerful drug cartel. Gunmen, believed to be members of the gang, opened fire on protesters, killing five and wounding eight. Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto has increased efforts to battle the drug cartels in western Mexico and to stabilize the area. In May, he appointed a general to coordinate police and military operations in the area, but the move has so far had limited effect. And finally, Judge Stephen Rhodes of the United States Bankruptcy Court froze all litigation against Detroit and declared that the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction over the Chapter 9 bankruptcy proceedings. This was a win for Detroit's attorneys, because it effectively denied creditors' attempts to delay the bankruptcy proceedings in state courts. Rhodes was quick to point out that this ruling has no bearing on whether or not Detroit is eligible for Chapter 9 bankruptcy. His ruling simply states that all bankruptcy-related issues must be argued and decided in federal, not state, courts. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara Mendoza, and Celine Muzon. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode, or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, and Paris at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us.